This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Manners maketh man. Do you know what that means? I'm the Homelander. Mm-hmm. And I can do whatever the fuck I want. So many feelings flying around anyways. This is Sparta! Do you not hear the crazy? Aloha! What is up, everybody? And welcome back. I am home in Arizona, and I am ready to podcast on your favorite podcast about independent comics and independent wrestling. What is happening, Fred? Not much, man. Um, It's good to know that you don't have the Rona so far, so that's good. So far. (laughs) Never know. (laughs) I got 14 days to be sure. (laughs) But I guess if you read Twitter, the world's coming to an end anyway. Oh my God, DC Comics, it's over, it's over. (laughs) <laughs> yeah everything's the sky is falling everywhere yeah. it's a bunch of chicken littles but i mean that's what happens when yeah. um, you're not making you're not making money i tell you stop worrying about it all these guys are so talented they'll be writing your favorite indie comic in a few months see what blame, when dc I loses the indie community wins yeah, I I was I just said I blame Bendis. So you know <laughs> they spent too much money on that contract, and then they couldn't keep everyone. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you remember three months ago when WWE fired all those guys and was oh my god, those poor guys, those poor guys. Now all of them are working all over the place, mm-hmm. thriving. Same thing. In a few months, yeah. we're gonna see all these guys. They're too talented. You know, they'll be working somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I just hope that they don't write a bunch of indie comics, and no offense, but um, I feel like the things that we made cool, what was it, three, four years ago, mm-hmm. when we started like a, our first Street Level Floppies podcast about independent comics, and no one was talking about indie comics, now I hear a lot of posers out there. <laughs> That's true. That is true. But I think the good ones will succeed. Like, I was so upset. Yeah. Uh, upset when Benjamin Percy was kicked off Nightwing. Remember that? And mm-hmm. he kind of was just in limbo. And now he's over there at AWA um, killing it. Killing it. So that's what I suspect a lot of these guys will end up doing. They'll be fine. Yep. I think they The good be. ones. That. If they're not good, then they were not good. I don't know what to say. You know? Right. <laughs> it's yeah. what happens. So. Yeah. But it's not the end of the world, folks. Everything will be fine. If you don't like Batman, don't buy Batman. <laughs> or buy uh, uh, what? What? What book do you suggest? What book do I suggest? I suggest. Oh, I hope it comes back. It hasn't come back yet. I suggest Skull Digger from um, Jeff Lemire. I was totally oh, yeah. digging that. That had a Punisher Batman vibe going, and yeah, I, I I really hope that's coming back. I don't know what the story is with that. I don't know if he just got busy. I don't know if they canceled it. Um, they didn't say canceled. Maybe it got pushed back because he was doing all that stuff for the set up the Sweet Tooth stuff for TV. Mm-hmm. That maybe um, his books got pushed back with that. Because it also happened with that Colonel Laird and that Barbarella book that he's doing too. Mm-hmm. Those are all Dark Horse. And now that I think about it, Dark Horse has been a bit slower. I, I They haven't fully come back in the same way some of the other mm-hmm. publishers have. So maybe that, yeah, maybe Dark Horse just wasn't ready. Yeah. Dark Horse and um, Valiant are lagging right now. You're right. Those are two that have not really done a lot. 
to be honest. So that could be it. But that would have been one I recommended. Other than that, I don't know. I have to think about that. What would you breed instead of Batman? Who knows? There's got to be something. Well, I know the trend on Twitter is Philadelphia, but we were talking about that last year, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The rest of the world's finally catching up. I don't know. Yeah, but on a good note, did you see that how much he sold? I mean, he, he posted how the sales just like tripled or quadrupled in the last month on Philadelphia. Yeah, that Bloom House is... Yeah, that Bloom House is looking at his property to maybe create the movie. Yeah, so it is kind of cool that it blew up, but I'm not ready for another podcast about it. <laughs> not yet, no. at least. Do you watch anything interesting? Uh, I have to admit, I haven't done much of anything this week, so... <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot, just, but none it's... of it involved comics and wrestling. Yeah, that's the same here. It's just getting ready to like do school stuff remotely and things like that because school starts back up in a couple of weeks and uh, our system isn't. Our school board voted against uh, showing up till after October thirtieth, so and that could change then too. But based on like the amount of cases in the area, they're like we're not risking it. So. Uh, you're going to do everything remotely, so we've had to set up, you know, the desks and yeah. devices and extra internet extenders throughout the house. And Yeah, because you know, everyone's going to be online all day. Let's go put a tax on your system. No podcasting. No YouTube videos for Joey. <laughs> uh, he, he won't have time for that because he'll have to do homework and just podcast. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I didn't watch anything either, like I said, so... I barely got my comics in when I got home today, and I binged wrestling yesterday and today. So oh, I did watch something today. <laughs> I watched the Dora Explorer movie. <laughs> huh. Oh my lord! Do I want to know? I mean, it was it, it was actually pretty funny. So <laughs> okay, funny in a Adam Sandler funny, funny in a more. It's, like a it's Disney funny, funny because you know the 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 dude that plays um in next Friday and he's an Ant Man the Hispanic dude uh, oh yeah you know uh-huh. he plays her dad right uh-huh. and um she still thinks that she's a TV sh- on a TV show and stuff and things like that so she's like everyone looks at her like she's crazy uh-huh. and stuff and it's like a running joke throughout the movie. Gotcha. And stuff because of all the stuff she knows, but I I, I liked it. I thought it was, it was it was really it was good. But you know, I haven't watched anything. I mean, other than you know, turning on the news or something. This was a different uh, break from reality and uh-huh. something to laugh at. I gotcha. You know? Sounds like something that The Rock would put out. Something like Jumanji or something like that. Just good fun, family fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I forgot what this girl played in before. She was in some Marky, Mark Wahlberg movie where he adopted two kids oh, or something. Oh, then I know who she is. I've seen yeah, that movie. Yeah, she's a really good actress. She's she's good. I think she graduated from college at 16 or something. Yeah, I remember exactly. She, she plays a pretty tough role in that Marky Mark one. Uh, yes. Yeah, she does. She was she a pretty protective older sister. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, but I, I, I enjoyed 
like that and stuff. And I think like Joey kept like smiling when he seen her, so I know he had the hots for her. So, uh, <laughs> Cute little Latina. What? Well, yeah, you yeah. Can't fault him for that. Uh, <laughs> Joe, we're recording right now. You can talk about Dora the Explorer yeah. later. <laughs> you know, if he starts putting up posters of Dora the Explorer, you know he's smitten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's singing doo, 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 Dora. <laughs> oh my God! Well, I... what was the song? Joe used to sing a song when he was a kid, like "Bate, Bate, Chocolate." Ah. Bake your chocolate, chocolate. That was a we had the Dora the Explorer soundtrack. Who didn't? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> very popular. Swipe or swipe. <laughs> but uh i guess we should get into comic books before um people like turn us off and they're like screw these dudes they're just talking about <laughs> they're they're tired of us talking about door the explorer and um the map and finding the map and swipe or no swipey so uh do you want to start us yeah off? i'll start us off i'm gonna go with something a little different and it's it's a little older it's not even the latest issue but I felt this was the best one to kick into because I haven't really talked about this on the show. Is I'm going to talk about issue 10 of Usagi Yojimbo. Usagi Yojimbo is a comic I've been reading um, for a while that I just didn't talk about because it's kind of unique and it's kind of different. And I don't know a lot of people that are reading it with me. Other Maybe two or three people. I know Dr. Joe reads it. Um, it's um, Stan um, Sankey um, and Tom Luth. And it's edited by Bobby Kerno. Now... Usagi Yojimbo is basically, people say a samurai rabbit, but he's really a ronin because he doesn't have a master. His master was killed long ago in war, and he kind of roams the countryside of Japan, in feudal Japan, and he gets in little adventures. And, and the comic book sometimes has three or four comic book arcs, or it sometimes has one-shots. And this one happened to be a one-shot. That's why I liked it. And he's he's back in his original town where he was from. And the people there notice that he's wearing his colors for when he was part of the, you know, the clan that is considered, you know, the enemy. They were defeated. His master was killed. The whole works. So a lot of people come after him in this. They come after him to try to kill him, to collect award and reward. And with his skills, he's able, able to, um, you know, destroy them. But I just really liked it because it, it talked about his loyalty, his loyalty to his dead master it talks a lot about the symbols that are on their um, clothes that are um, basically their lineage, their family, and what they mean. And uh, it's just a lot about family and loyalty. And so I really enjoyed this issue a lot. And if you've seen the pictures, it's a very unique art style. It's kind of cartoony. Um, it has its own unique look. And they're making a TV series about it. So I think people should look into it and check it out. They're very easy reads. They're not complicated. And the... The information at the back every issue is very, if you like history, and especially if you like Japanese history, there's always a great cultural letter and extra stuff at the end. Like this time it was about those symbols, but there's different things. That, so. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not, um, I haven't really read the book that much, but I have a feeling once it gets to Netflix that um, on TV, that this could have as much as an impact mm -hmm. Uh, on the younger generation as maybe like a teenage mutant ninja turtles like that i think it could vibe. i think it could the the it's there to happen you know samurais yeah. 
you know, swords and ninjas. There's ninjas in it, and they're animals. Yeah, I mean, the the only thing you're missing is a few calabungas and some pizza. Yeah. I mean, but other than that, yeah. you you have everything there. Mm-hmm. I mean, but uh, yeah, I definitely think that that's something like the younger generation, and it could actually be a stepping stone for some of these kids to actually pick up a comic book and stuff because that's what happened in my generation when the Ninja Turtles came out. You know, in the was that late '80s, mm-hmm. early '90s. Like that, that happened real quick. Like the comics started blowing up again. So I, I think that that's a possibility. And this is very kid friendly in the sense that, like, when he mm-hmm. kills like the bad guys, like a little bubble goes over their head, a little thought bubble with a little skull, to like show that they've been killed. So there's no blood, there's yeah. no cuts, there's no you know <laughs> that kind of stuff. You know. So. Yeah. So they they just give them a skull emoji and yeah, stuff basically. and it's cool yeah, because kids, kids understand what that yep. means and they're all done and <laughs> you know it doesn't have that violence and you know usually he gets in a battle he tries not to kill people he uses his skills he's so good he knocks them with his you know the, the sword case the the hilt true. and all kinds because of things because like. I was going to say in martial arts, they teach you not to use your martial arts unless you're, you have to defend yourself, but first you have to warn people and, you know, you have to be smarter about things. So that, that's good. I mean, it's good representation of like um, martial arts. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But yeah, I recommend it a lot. Um, That's the regular one that's coming out right now. They're also re-releasing the classics right now in color. So if you go to the store, kind of just say, I want the current Yosaji Jimbo run. Or you could say, I want the original Yusaji Yujimbo run that's being recolored. So you kind of have to specify so you make sure you get the right one. They just want an Eisner, too, by the way. Yeah, he's, I mean, a lot of people say, like, what is it, Sam? um, Um, Stan. What's his name? Stan Sukai, is that? I don't know if it's Sukai or Sakai. I'm sorry. Saki, or it's S-A-K-I-K-I. AI. So that's like Dakota Kai. So Sakai. Yeah, it would be Sakai. Yeah. My wrestling so, comes I, mean, in. He, <laughs> I know a lot of people have like a lot of um hold him in high regard and stuff and uh Yeah. Yeah. I just I, that's one of those titles that I never really got into. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm more into the book that I just read this week. Um this type of book is uh, Lost Soldiers. It's uh, issue number one. It's uh, Alice Cott, Luca Casaleguida, Heather Marie, uh, Lawrence Moore, Adita Bidikar, and Tom Muller are on this book. And this book in the beginning is, takes place in like 1969 Vietnam. Um, you get a lot of like, you know, uh, during those times, like people make like, you know, the guys that are in war are you know it's all about your race or something so you have the the jewish jokes and the things like that based upon because that's how people talk back then and you wouldn't get canceled um <laughs> so like i definitely got like a platoon vibe with that kind of talk and then there they made reference to like everyone was talking about i believe it was um john wayne they were talking about john wayne and how like prolific he was as an actor and you know if john wayne come to town that he, things were gonna stop then yeah. and things like that so they had that type of discussion but then it kind of fast forwards and it has flashbacks back and forth and some of the stuff talks about um these dudes 40 years later the same dudes that are in this war 
are tied to, uh, they're going to do some sort of job in Juarez. So they're doing like, it's, it's it, like, it. I, I felt like, um, what's that movie where the dudes were like robots, but they, you know, they kept, they were older. Well, you, was it Universal Soldier? Maybe. Was I don't know real? if I remember that one very well, but it could have been. But, but yeah, I did, I got like a feel like these dudes, like they're older, you know, they're talking about colonoscopies and things like that. And, you know, but they're still doing this stuff. Like they're still able to do this. And it seems like they could never break away from that military uh, lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And that something's happening that they're at the end, it ends that they're traveling to war as something big's going to go down. Mm. But they haven't said exactly what it was. So I'm kind of all into this. You know, you have a little two stories go back and forth with the, you know, Vietnam stuff that happened. Then you have the current day because everyone knows that, you know, Juarez is a very um, bad area. Mm -hmm. It's a, there's a lot of killing, a lot of cartels, a lot of, a lot of bad things happen. It, to me, I know people that came from Juarez and I know people that live on the El Paso side, like it's two different worlds. Yeah. And to me, I'm all into it because I have knowledge of those areas. But this is definitely like a book that I enjoyed so far. Sweet. I haven't read it yet. I like that Juarez El Paso connection. My dad's from El Paso. And so my great great grandfather was in Juarez. So yeah. That is awesome. I have to check yeah. it out. Because it does you know it's making me think of all those movies with those old soldiers that kind of age out and then they become like mercs and they become a special team so they've yeah. known each other forever yeah that's definitely what it, it it gave me the feel of and you know like i like you know i grew up on like action movies like platoon and hamburger oh, hill yeah. and things like that so to me i was like okay this is something different you know most books in indie comics they keep going with it's the end of the world here's the apocalypse <laughs> here's a virus yeah. this was something different so i was okay with that there you go <laughs> <laughs> definitely i have to check that out i have it like i said i just haven't read it yet well, my next book is A Ninja Vampire Vampire Tale, Bleed Them Dry. It was created by um, Hiroshimi, Hiroshi um, Koizumi, Koizumi, horrible with that, but written by Elliot Rahal, art by um, Dyke Ruan, um, colored by Miguel Muerto, and lettered by And World. This is number two, and I love this comic book. I, it's hard for me to describe. It has a little bit of everything. It has an anime feel. It has a real sci-fi modern feel, like um, like um, Rai from um, Valiant. It has uh, kind of a crime. There's they're solving a mystery, so there's a crime noir, kind of a little bit like Blade Runner, a modern sci-fi detective story. There's just a lot going on. There's the cool character. We have this vampire that we don't know really who he is or what he is. You also have this corrupt cop who is a vampire, who it turns out he's really the serial killer. It's revealed very quickly, so I'm not giving anything away. That, and the rest of the force and the rest of the city don't realize that the person that they need to be hunting down is right in their midst. Cousin. And then you have this female, his partner, who was a human, but she got bit kind of like Blade style, and now she has to become a vampire. And there's this crazy scene. Where now she has to feed. So the guy goes to... She's with that other guy, that the mysterious guy. He goes to the pet store and he buys all these little hamsters. 
It's really fucked up, too, the way this is drawn. That hamster looks all cute in the hand. And all of a sudden, he slices the hamster's head off with a samurai sword and hands it to her and says, eat up. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I mean, and then the fact that they drew the hamster so cute. Oh, I was like, geez, guys. But... Yeah. This is a really great looking comic book, and if you like something really like um, and all these mixtures of different things together, um, I think you should check it out. Like I know one of the things you can say right away is I don't like vampires, but this isn't vampires the way you're used to it. You know, you got to trust Elliot Rahal. I know you like Elliot Rahal. It's a, it, yeah, I've heard it explained that it's like vampires and ninjas. Yeah, because there is he's a ninja. This particular vampire that's mysterious has ninja skills. So I don't know if he's an actual ninja yet. We haven't got, but the the city is like I said, very modern. Um, the vampires are not from Earth; they're from space. The original vampires that came down, they were like an invasion. That's similar to Vampirella. If you read Vampirella, she's not a like a traditional human vampire. She's from a race of vampires that lived on another planet. This seems to be what this is too. So it's very sci-fi. Oh. Uh. But in it's not over sci-fi where you might say oh, that's too complicated. It's very just action-packed. I think you'll... And then the crime aspect. They're trying to figure out who who did this crime and why, you know? Okay. So it has everything, and it's drawn very dark. It's a lot of people in shadows, and all the things you like from your normal crime noir comic books. Yeah, I think I have, like... I have... Is it two of them so yes, far? Yes, this out? is the second one in... So I'm behind on my comics. This came out, what, maybe three weeks ago? Yeah, I, I haven't... I have yet to read it yet i know i have them though oh, okay. because it's it's vault so i know i have them i just haven't read them well i missed um, one and i had to go back and buy it on the secondary market just one day i saw someone talking about it on twitter and i'm like when the hell did that come out and i had to go back through all my stuff i didn't have it i was like okay this is one of those covid shifting of books things that i, I lost this one that happens to me from mm-hmm. time to time I know one you're going to talk about today. I don't have, and I don't know why I don't have. So I have to figure that was another one of those COVID yeah. shifts that I somehow missed it. Yeah. Plus, uh, I think you used to like not get the number twos right away, but that kind of changed for you, right? It did for like Vault. There, you're right. With Image, I kind of do that sometimes. I don't get number twos um, mm-hmm. just because I don't want to. Um, I get number ones because they're. They're discounted for us, but I don't get twos because I wait and see if I like the one before I commit to it too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my pre-orders, people are like, what the hell are you talking about? I pre-order my comics <laughs> at least a month ahead of time. We pre-ordered. Is no, it two months? like two months. Yeah, it is two months. Yeah, two months. So you're committing to a, a series of comics that far in advance. And if you read the first one and you don't like it, then you've just paid for two and three. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. so you have to be careful yeah. with doing that. Yeah. And then you're a completionist, so then you're like, "Well, I got to get the next three to complete the six mm-hmm. <laughs> six art." <laughs> so I have six copies of a comic I don't like, or six issues of yeah. a comic I don't even yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I that's one book I haven't read by Elliot Rahal, but um, I'll probably eventually get to it. Uh, it it just depends. I, <laughs> I have to be in the mood. I have to be in the mood yeah. for certain books, um, especially if it's the genre that I'm not too into. Um, it's hard for me to say if you're going to be into this one because it's a whole mix of all kinds of stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. That's why it's, it's still sitting there because I was like, yeah, I don't know yet. <laughs> but I think you're going to like his writing style. It's in there. You know it's him. I do, you, you'll, I you'll do be. like his writing I do like his writing style because I have liked uh, other books that I didn't think I was going to like in the beginning uh, that he's written. So, yeah. Especially, uh, but speaking of a book that's uh, newer as well is I picked up uh, Bad Mother issue one from AWA Upshot and that's uh, writer Krista Faust, uh, artist Mike Diodato Jr., and Lee Rutheridge on, um, is he the letter or is he the colorist? I think Mike does the color or coloring too, right? Yeah. Well, um, now you, you are a fan of the TV show, Good Girls. Is that correct? Yes. Well, I don't okay. watch it, watch it. My daughter watches it and I, I sit down and I've probably watched maybe a fourth of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I'm going to tell you that this book right here is basically like the good girls. Oh, sweet. Uh, but you don't get that feeling in the beginning. You, there's action in the beginning. like um, But the mom that they focus on is, uh, I think her name is April Waters. And she, or Walters, and she's kind of like, you know, the average soccer mom in the neighborhood. Kind of like the lead character of good girls, you know, mm-hmm. that mom. Like the goody two-shoes mom. But she's not like the PTA president and stuff. But she runs into like that PTA president. You know those 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 moms that think their shit don't stink. Yeah. Type right. <laughs> <laughs> she runs into them at like this store, and that mother comes later into play in this book. And um, let's just say there's some things that are gonna. Ha- I don't want to spoil it for you. Okay. Yeah, I haven't read but, it yet. Yeah, and I know that you like everything AWA, but I like how this sets up in that world because it's taking that suburban moms and showing the under, would you say, the underbelly of the suburbs <laughs> yeah. of how things go down and stuff. And um, there's some deals with like a skimming of, um, you know, credit card skimming or something like that and, you know, hostage things uh-huh. and things like that. I think you're, you're going to like it and yeah. because you read it everything awa as part of that world you have a better understanding opposed from the people that might just pick up a you know one title or that title you know and not knowing that it's in the complete world but i think you're gonna grow respect for this because i mean we both live in the suburbs so we Uh, know that this is very believable (laughs) especially after watching good girls oh yeah i uh I was going to say, I, I, I just, I liked it a lot. I thought it was, it was cool and stuff. And uh, because I'm a big fan of that show. So I was like, okay, this is cool. This is something different, you know, based upon like that type of, you know, just a mom. Mm-hmm. I thought originally when I saw the book cover, I'm like, oh, this chick's like some Roseanne Barr chick. That's like, she's crazy, but she's not the crazy one. Um but she's going to be out for vengeance, I believe. So that she might get a little loopy. Like, so I'm down for that because she seems like she's the mom that's, you know, not too skinny, not too, you know, she's, it takes her a little extra laying down on the floor to put her pants on and things <laughs> like that. And the, and they hit that in this book too. So, you know, uh, she's definitely someone to root for. I have a feeling that, that. does sound like <laughs> a lot of good girls. It's also giving me a vibe of weeds. Do you ever see Weeds on Showtime about the mom that 
she loses her husband, and so she has to start selling weed. She's a suburban mom. Oh, and she has to sell, no, become a pot dealer to like not get evicted and lose her house. And you know, again, she's friends with all okay. those, like you said, those PTA women who don't treat her very nice uh-huh. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I, like I get a lot of that kind of stuff in here. Like it takes like the leave it to Beaver neighborhood and kind of turns it upside down. You know, now June Cleaver's got she's got a Uzi or something, <laughs> and she's looking out for blood. Um. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> well, AWA, you can't go wrong. So yeah, they've slowed down a little bit though, because like I didn't have one to talk about. They, they—that's really the only book that's come out in a while. They, they kind of—they yeah, were coming then, like fast they, and furious, and then all of a sudden they kind of pulled back. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of them are what wrapping up soon, and then they have a bunch of newer titles that are coming out. Like I think they have some Ronin title. Mm-hmm. They have something called Something in Kentucky coming oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah. I've um, seen pictures. They of have that. a. Yeah, so they have a few new titles, and it, I just, I mean, knowing that, you know, after you said, like, the resistance based upon the world and stuff, it's really drawn me to this book, this company, this publishing company, because that's what drew me to um, Valiant, because Valiant was created in the same world mm-hmm. and everything connected. Yeah, loosely. And that's what I like about this. So the, to me, this is my new Valiant I mean, Valiant's not putting out work, but this is the new Valiant to me, and it's really good storytelling, plus it has really good art, everything Valiant used to do. Um, yep. I can't say that that happened so much lately, <laughs> but yeah, uh, very true. what they used to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, most Valiant titles were a must-read for that reason. Yeah, right. Yeah. AWA definitely stepped up to the plate on that. Well, my last book is Ian Fleming's James Bond, um, number six, which is the end of the series, unfortunately. Um, they said it was going to continue, then they said it wasn't, then I guess finally it's, it is canceled. It was canceled, but it doesn't feel like it was canceled. It feels like, um, well, let me say the creative team first. We got Vida Ayala and Danny Lore writing it. The artist is Brent Peoples. Um, the colorist is um, Rosha Kurinchentio. I'm sorry. The letter is Ariana uh, Meyer. This book does not feel like it got rushed to finish. And I saw where they um, posted on their um, Twitter that they knew it was coming to an end and they were able to finish the story the way they wanted, even though they would have liked to have done more stories. And it's probably good that they didn't because it is dynamite and they would have had to dealt with all the bullshit. So, but it was a great comic. It was probably one of the coolest James Bond takes I've seen in a while. I liked their James Bond a lot. He was kind of a scoundrel. He kind of had like a swagger to him. He was definitely a ladies man, but he wasn't a perfect James Bond. There were things he lacked and skills he lacked, but they didn't do it in a way that made him seem like a negative person. Instead, they paired him up with this woman that um, was a art curator because this original storyline had to do a lot with stolen art. And so she becomes, she's not officially an agent, but she becomes a liaison and she gets involved in all the missions with him. And they were just a great, cool pair. And I liked it. Her name was Brandy. And Brandy and him, just the way it ended, it introduced a famous character from the old James Bond movies. Someone who was really cool. If you watch James Bond movies, you're like, oh, the villain is back. One of the top villains. Just everything about it, this series could have been so so much more. I'm sure they could have done so much more with it, but it wrapped up nice. It was a quality ending, and 
It's too bad it's over because I, I felt it was one of those hidden gems that I read every month that no one really which, talks uh, about. Which James Bond um, actor would this would you compare this book to? Uh, maybe a Pierce Brosnan, but Pierce Brosnan might be a little too nice. He does have a little bit of Daniel Craig in him. He's kind of a jerk. Um, definitely not the but, old, old guys. It's not a Bond or a, I mean, it's not a Bond. It's not a Sean Connery or a, um, what was the other one? Roger Moore Bond. He's yeah. definitely modern. So it'd be, it'd be Daltrey or probably, um, like I said, um, dang it. I just forgot his name. The first one I said. <laughs> I went through all the names. Pierce, Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan, yes. Um, yeah. But like I said, he's not a perfect. He's it's a, it's a different version of Bond than you've probably ever read because he still can fight. He's best, you know. He even says it. He goes, "This is what I do best." When he's like popping heads with his gun, just blowing people away. But there's some other skills he lacks. Some just general like skills, and you know, he still calls people babe, and you know, kind of you know that which is not. They kind of point out that that's not politically correct. For him to act that way, but they don't point it out in a way where they're hammering it over your head. It's just like that's what yeah, the female yeah. character. She's a young black woman. She kind of points out to him that hmm, you know you're such a you know you're just err, <laughs> but in a fun funny yeah. way. Um, it was so well written. I, I really hope the team of um, Ayala and Lore stay together and do something fun again. And I don't mean writing X Men comics. I mean able to do something like this because they are a great team and to take on something different like this someone gave them a chance they really shined without those kind of you know those restraints that gets put on you in corporate comic land so yeah it's the only reason um, i read it when i saw vita ayala's name on it it's like i'm gonna check that out which uh which bond version do you like the most I was a Sean Connery fan, but my favorite Bond movie is Live and Let Die, and that is Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. That's easily my That's favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's my favorite version. Uh, I mean, my dad would tell you like, he liked Sean Connery, but I liked Moore, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I was a kid during, so I liked the guy with the big teeth, Jaws, and all that <laughs> stuff. He was a cool, scary villain to me as a kid. So, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, my last book this week is um, That Texas Blood Number 2. Um, writer uh, Chris Condon and uh, Jacob Phillips on this book, and they do everything on this book. Uh, if you remember, That Texas Blood, issue number one, takes place with um, the 80-year-old sheriff. You know, it's his birthday, and something goes down, and there's, like, a, a guy, there's some sort of domestic violence mm-hmm. uh happening at this uh, one person's house and later he takes his life at the end of issue one he shoots himself right in front of the sheriff um this second issue is all about that guy that murdered himself that was travis terrell well his brother randall he moved away from texas and he has a dream and he sees his brother well, he thinks he sees his brother in his house and stuff. And then somebody calls him and says that something's happened to his brother. He has to go to Texas. And so he goes to Texas and nobody and likes him. He had a bad reputation when he was there, things like that. But he's changed. He's a changed person. So I'm thinking that, that you know, that this past has came out. And I'm wondering, the you know, this whole book has to do with him just getting there. 
and you know him not being welcome and i'm wondering if this person that's caused uh his brother to go crazy is haunting is uh hunting him or something because you remember at the beginning of the issue one there was some sort of like spiritual thing yeah. where it was weird something weird happened there and i'm wondering if this is something like it's haunted his family or something and he has to face it uh but it's definitely like that brew breaker uh noir style except you know it's been passed on to a different generation and it's it's like a texas western noir um and you know i can definitely see like the sheriff being played by sam elliott or something because uh, now he's you know up there in age and stuff so uh but it and what i enjoyed about issue number one was in the back if you scanned this little barcode it had a playlist this issue did too which was really cool so it, it gave like a lot of old school country things like that some thin lizzie in there you know some marty robbins stuff like that and i enjoyed it so you know i went back and played that and read reread it again i was like wow this is really good i really wish you know i know we discussed it the first issue you said remember when um royal city had the playlist in the back of the jeff lemire book and this book had it i really wish you know a lot of these writers write books to playlist and things that inspire them i really wish they would share it again because not only we know that wrestling and comics go hand in hand but music and comics do as well and um i i, I just i just wish that you know more people shared that the stuff. only other one i recall off the top of my head is Tom King and Mitch Gerards had a share list for the Batman wedding issue. Had a playlist, excuse me, for the and I, I downloaded it. And it was just but it was kind of a mixture of songs about weddings. There was a few other there was some in Spanish. There were some different things, but it was the playlist to inspire the Catwoman Batman wedding. Um, that's the only time I can remember someone else sharing a playlist like that for their comic. And you're right. There but should be but more. it was it was only wedding songs. No, 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 no. But there were things that you would like. Kind of, there were some love songs. There were some like more. It kind of really followed. You know, if you remember Fifty, that's where she rejected him. So there's some heartbreak uh -huh. songs and things like that. So and there was a lot of different genres of music on it. I can remember there being some Latin okay. jazz. Uh, just some very. It's been a while. Very different things. But that's the only other time other than Royal City I can think of. Interesting. I didn't get this one. This is the one I told you I didn't know. I missed it. You told me today, and I was like, what the hell is that? And you go, the one, remember? And I'm like, I'm looking at all my piles. I don't have that. When did that come out? Yeah. What the? Hmm. So I have, to, <laughs> I have to go do some searching for that. I don't know if my shop will have that. Because the fact that I don't have it makes me think the shop didn't have it. So I didn't get, I have it on my mail order and I didn't see it on the shelf. So that means I have to do the old internet search crap. <laughs> that means you have to get your trusty company from Oklahoma yeah. and send it over. Actually, to I've been doing Texas more. They've had more stuff. So plus they have more, they have more of a selection for me to add on another thing to make the shipping worth it. So I add on a trade or something different that I'm looking for. There. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing that quite lately too. Like I did that. Um, when I forget to order some AWA books and I get them all shipped. And then I, I think the last one I got was um the a trade and it was Sync 2. Mm. Uh that's a John Lee's it's John Lee's book. Um 
So I I added that on. I was like, oh, okay, I might as well get this. This was like I think seven bucks. I'm like, yeah, add that. Yeah, and you get your shipping. You get it up to the number that you get the right shipping cost. And yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rather spend my money on an extra comic than on shipping. So <laughs> yeah, I just added that to the trade pile, and I was like, yeah, I'll get to that in like a year or so. <laughs> oh, the never touch trade pile. They look good though. They look great on the shelf. <laughs> Yeah, there's tons of them behind me. <laughs> oh shit! Not all of them been read yet, though. Yeah, I'll... actually, sink sinks on there. It's right next to pulp that I haven't read and firepower the trade. And... <laughs> right back to the DC things that we started the show with. I'm a little okay with them downsizing that that um release list. Maybe I can catch up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. That way you can't say I have all these DC books to catch yeah, up with. Exactly. So there's some good things. Got to look at the bright side of life. So. Oh, I see what you did there. The bright side. I'm wearing their t-shirt right now. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we should jump into wrestling now. Where's that kid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show. It's time. It's time. Your career is over. You're a jobber. This is the worst town I've ever been. We're here to get our justice. It doesn't sound like uh, Tamatunga has got super kicked by puberty yet. Elijo Del Nerdo, aka Joey Bagadonna. Did you you want to tell Andrew that you have some what? new donuts this week? Oh, I do have some new donuts. Oh, I ordered some different ones this There's week. There's a new assortment. You mixed it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we mixed it up. Nice. Well, Joey's joined us. Maybe there's one that you enjoy. Ooh, he's added new donuts. <laughs> Would you add like some kind of like coffee donut for me? Better not added no uh, vegan we'll donuts. We'll start with the crumb cake. The crumb cake donut. Okay, we'll go with that. As long as there's no <laughs> vegan donuts. We got to add that next oh, week. Oh, God, no. The vegan donut? <laughs> <laughs> what would that even be made out of? I, I had vegan lasagna today. Cauliflower flour or something like that. Oh, yeah. How'd that go for you? <laughs> it was right. I didn't know better. I was starving. I just kind of ate it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, it's not that bad. Yeah, like, <laughs> I told you, it's not that yeah, bad. Cauliflower pizza is not bad. It's not as good as normal pizza. I had, I almost had some today. I get to choose. Yeah. yeah. I could eat whatever, so yeah, what, it doesn't I, matter. No one wants to hear, but <laughs> we all used to eat whatever when we were your age. Whatever, dudes. <laughs> Good old days. I can yeah. eat donuts. Yeah. yeah. So can I. But then I have to do, like, a lot of sit-ups. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, start with the crumb cake donut. Uh-huh. Um, do we actually need picture-in-picture picture on NXT and AEW? I don't watch it. Do you guys watch no, it? No, me either. No. <laughs> and I get so mad when it comes on and I'm like, why do we have to watch this? So why can't they just have some kind of sponsor pay for things like the EPL uh-huh. and we just like, you know, there's no commercials, you know, for a while and they just bring it and maybe they just read the commercial across okay. the screen before the match or something instead of it interrupting, especially when it's a title match. I'm like, okay with the, um, with the, uh, normal commercials, but the picture in picture doesn't get rid of the normal commercials. No. It just adds more commercials. And have you noticed also, if you get a local commercial, the picture-in-picture goes away. At least for me, it does. If sometimes my, like, you know how they sell a local commercial to to the networks sometimes? 
Uh-huh. So if I get a local commercial, the picture in picture is gone, and the full screen is that local commercial. So it doesn't even stay the whole time anyway. Oh, that's a that's what it does on like Twitch when we try to watch Impact or something. Mm-hmm. It'll just they'll start talking, and then a commercial comes yep. on. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, you can subscribe. I think if you subscribe, you don't get those, but. Good. Not yeah. subscribe. Um, I'm not trying to subscribe. That costs yeah. money. Amen. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I think it should go away. You said it should be like soccer or something. Yeah, soccer. They don't have commercials. The, the like the whole half is commercial free. It's uninterrupted. But do they pack it to like ten minutes of commercials before they start the next thing? No, they around the, the ring, the field. They have commercials that have mm-hmm. advertisement oh, yeah, yeah. and have paid for that. So All put right. it around the ring on the on the barriers around the ring or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I don't know if TNT would go for that. Um, I just, I rather just be old school, just like WWE. I mean, I'm used yeah. to missing a piece of a match. When I come back to the Impact matches, you know you've missed something. It's just kind of like, oh well, I don't really sweat it. So I prefer that than trying to watch. They, that show, they could show you like a couple of highlights when they come back. They do that sometimes. Sometimes, like here's what you missed during the commercial break. All right, well, move on to Andrew's favorite uh, donut, which is uh, the fifth donut, because who cares? Um, we got the bear claw donut. <laughs> uh, with you like bear claws, uh, they're Andrew? They're good. They're big. Do they taste like bear claws? I don't know. I've never had bear, so couldn't tell you. But I don't think they do. I, th- I thought that's what people eat in here. So. Bears in the desert? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what school are you going to? <laughs> uh he gets those Texas uh, school books here in oh, Michigan. Oh, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the Bear Claw, was there any surprises on this past week's New Japan Strong, which is the uh, USA Cup Surprises. Thing? I guess. Like. I kind of didn't expect Tamatonga to win. That kind of caught me off guard. But I don't know if I, it's really a surprise. I guess when you think about it, they really didn't want to push Brody Lee forward, or not Brody Lee? Um, what's his name? Or is Brody it, King? Yeah, Brody. Or is it because, or is it because they couldn't put face versus face? Maybe I don't. I, but I didn't expect him to move forward. Do you think that he's going to get a singles push though? He should. Tama. He was. Um, yeah. Original four. It'd be cool yeah, if you did. Four. I was going to say. Go ahead. Four. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, the only thing I said was that he was in the original four for the Bullet Club. Yeah. So it's been a long time. I forgot Definitely. how good they both are because I think they yeah. really made their match. But both both brothers made their matches very good. They're so expressive in the ring. And they bump well and they just they really sell. And all their they, they talk shit through their, out their matches. And when you don't have a crowd, that makes a huge difference. And you know they make faces and all kinds of stuff. The whole is it because yeah. um, Tonga Loa with with Jeff Cobb because Cobb doesn't really talk a lot. Todd, Cobb's kind of like a quiet giant. So Tonga Loa really brought some fun into that match with the whole. Okay, they okay. usually they usually talk trash the entire match. Mm-hmm. Usually, like they're like yeah, swearing they're, at the crowd and stuff. Well, and, they're they're yeah. they're like the they're almost like the Lucha Brothers in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Lucha Bros are my favorite tag team, so that's why GODs also. I would rather watch GOD than FTR or Young Bucks, to be honest. I just I prefer their style. Uh, yeah. I prefer they're kind of physical. 
They're kind of jerks. I don't know. I just think they do a good job. I was really impressed with that show. Yeah. I, I'm really surprised by the push that they're giving Carl Fredericks. Mm-hmm. Like, in his match with Kenta, like, there was a couple times that he would kick out yeah. or they made him look strong. And I'm like, they're really putting this guy over right now. You can, you can tell that, like, Kenta hasn't been in the ring for a while. Yeah. But he also needs a haircut. doesn't to take anything away from him. <laughs> okay, I have a question. Do you ever seen Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. Remember Pedro? <laughs> I know where you're Did you go- Kenta not look like Pedro? <laughs> yeah, a little Pedro going on. With yeah. that hairdo and stuff. I was like, he really let himself go. He sure he? did, man. I'm like, what the hell, dude? You're in some, there's got to be somewhere you can go to get a haircut. Come on. Yeah, I, was, but, I was like, what's going on? I was like, I looked at, I think I even said to Joe, I was like, I don't think Kenta got a haircut since the quarantine and neither has Joe. <laughs> I mean, Joe was right here. He looked like, I don't know. He looks like he could fall for look like either a hockey player or um one of those 80s wrestlers right now beardless tomatonga <laughs> is kind of a trip to look at too yeah that's a little <laughs> well, i was like it, he's a he's a guy with the beard it, it fits his a... voice a little yeah. more though doesn't yeah, it yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> he's like hey guys <laughs> but, yeah, i loved it i liked it a lot and to be honest my least favorite was the kenta match because for me kenta's a little dry his style is not really my favorite style but I am looking forward to him in the ne- the next match against Cobb. That was going to be a lot. Which of fun. is tonight? Yeah, that's true. It is tonight. Yeah. So. we'll get to that later. Cool. Um, we got the the glazed twist donut. You ever had one of those, Andrew? They're like yeah, a, like twisty glazed. I think you got lazy on that pick. It's still the glazed donut. You just twisted it. Yeah, we, it up a little bit. we said we were twisting it up. That's like a that's like a WWE. Yeah, no They're doubt. Like, yeah, you're repackaged. It got repackaged by Vince McMahon. They're like, he's like, why don't we just twist it? Shit, that's good shit. Um, let's talk deadly draw. Um, what's your thoughts on and who do you think? Wait, no, who do you have advancing? Oh, so who's gonna advance? Okay. Well, my thoughts. I don't think the wrestling was very good on this last episode. And I don't think no. it's because of the talent. It's because the two top teams were matched up against talent that was not really very good. Um, Ellering did her best, but come on. What? That was a bad idea to put Dasha in there at this point. Yeah. They have other women on the roster. They could have used that one girl that's always on Dark. I can't remember her name, but... Late at Kyla? Yes, her. They could have used her. At least they would have. Because it, it wasn't fair to Ivelisse and DeMonte. They could only do so much. Yeah. Yeah, you almost. It's it's like when you're playing anything, you kind of sometimes, if you're a really good team or if you're playing a bad team, mm-hmm. you play to the level of your competition. That happens in the ring, too. It's like, it's, it's almost like, well, wrestling's kind of like dancing. So if you have somebody that can't freaking dance and you say, hey, let's dance. Yeah. I mean, well, how good are you going to look? I mean. Mm-hmm. And I felt the okay. same thing with Swole, with the Swole team. They, they just the other two just weren't good enough to make them. No, but Nicole, Nicole Savoy looked yes. really good. I was like, they need to keep her. Like yeah, if, if they did. come out they of did. this tournament with Savoy, with Little Swole for the people that don't know, and um, Taya Conti. Conti. It, That's how they say her. And if you come out with Ivelisse and Diamante and those four. And they build something around those mm-hmm. four, then I'll be really excited. Ellering too. Ellering had some yeah, great. El- when the little bit she had, she looked very strong. 
she was quick yeah almost almost like virtuoso in a way yeah. like she was she, she was yo and i i think i even said to joe i was like what is she she's doing all this ma- manipulation things i was like what is she zach saber <laughs> no doubt i think that was a little swole that you said that for well both of them were doing like joint manipulation like just bending yeah. people in different directions there was some great talent. yeah there was some great talent there all the way around it's just it was presented like a Zack Snyder film, you know? You have these moments where you're like, that was a pretty cool scene, but overall this movie is trash. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so um, seeing you guys covered last week's stuff for that, um, what do you, who do you think's, uh, let's go, let's start with the uh, underwhelming match. We've got the uh, the Swole family versus the Nightmare Sisters. So it's like a cross-family reunion here. We got uh, the Swole family versus the Nightmare family. Okay, God, so, it should be like, the Swole um, Sisters. <laughs> it should be. Yeah, you're right. Right. So, uh, so go I don't know if they're going to have a good match, but hopefully they surprise me like they did when Nyla Rose lost yeah. and the other team came out. So, uh, yeah. But the other match, like, I don't know who's the face and who's the heel because I think both could end up being heels. I think I mean you can't you can't have Anna J be a heel or a face if she's in the dark order, right? But then you also seen Tay Conte's uh little thing that you showed me of her little um promo that she did. Like uh you showed me it the first time that I she was on the show. I can't even remember yesterday. <laughs> All right, whatever. But she cut like a heel promo. Oh, okay. And yeah, it does come across as heel as heel, but I would say that the the face is Jay and Conte as the cute blonde girls. You think uh, Evilise and Diamante are they're the, the heels without a doubt. Uh, Evilise isn't capable of playing a baby face. She just doesn't have it in her. I mean, even they were saying that on the commentary. She has that nasty streak. Um, that's the match to yeah. watch in. I don't know who wins. I think in theory it's Ivelisse and Diamante. If these were booked a while ago, they may have not realized the magic they had in Jay and Tay, or Tay and Jay, or whatever they're called. They may have not known that they were going to be so popular when they put this whole thing together. So I would assume they would go with a more well-known name. Plus, if you're going to do... Yeah, and the other side has the two baby faces almost. Hmm. That's weird. It is weird booking. Yeah, it's not like the New Japan where you have, like, they give you a face and a heel on each. Uh-huh. You know, like we just mentioned, like, oh, what's it end up being Jeff Cobb versus... Uh, Tongaloa? No, Kenta. Kenta okay. and Cobb, right? Oh. Yeah, face oh, and oh. heel. Versus and Tongaloa. Tama Tonga. Tama Tonga and David Finley. You have two heels and you have two faces on each side. Right. You know, one of each. But that's not clearly happening here. No, it's not. Maybe they didn't trust anyone on the heel side to put Brandy in over properly. Where you on the where the two swoles, big swole, little swole, um, are have the skills to make Brandy look good. They're both yeah, very good but wrestlers. They shouldn't be they shouldn't be uh, laying down looking at the lights when it's all said and done. They shouldn't be doing oh, that. I hope they're not unless either. Britt Baker and somebody comes in and costs them the match. Then, then, or, you, or, or, then you make they get the roll up pin. pin. Oh, God. No, that's WWE. <laughs> no, they do it all the time. No, that's you? WWE. 
They roll. Vince McMahon loves the roll up. I counted almost how many roll ups there were, but I. But yeah, I don't want Brandy and Allie in the finals. I mean, could you imagine a Big Swole um, Savoy versus Diamante Ivelisse finals? That tough. That's what. That's what I wanted to see. Uh, yeah, I'd be excited for that match, or even if it was Tay Conte and Anna J. If it's either or, mm-hmm. but if you tell me it's gonna be. Brandy and Jay versus the Nightmare, Brand, the Nightmare Sisters versus either one of those groups, then yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because then it seems like you're just putting over the, you know, who's in charge of your company. Seems and to be, have, it seems to be the thing right now. Yeah, it seems to be that they're really taking care of certain people and kind of tossing a lot of people aside, but that's a different topic. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, we got the maple donut because I guess nobody wanted to get rid of that. Go, Canada. Because uh, we got to keep our Canadian listeners. <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't have to say that to Now they know what's happening. We pander. Should we pander. Hurry up, eh? Should main event wrestlers put over mid-carters? Well, I don't know if that was the nicest way to put it. What? Should main eventers put over mid-carters? Yeah, yeah. That we should definitely talk about that. All right. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah. So like, Conversation um, has just started. I, I'm getting tired of seeing what are you getting tired wrestlers of in AEW that are... You know, definitely mid-carters, but they're letting them make their big stars, people with belts, look weak at times. Okay. I can see that with the people with belts or the people that had belts before. But what I'm not... But, like, in New Japan, compared to New Japan, New Japan, everybody looks good, but that's mostly because they don't have, like, a wrestler that's not good. Mm -hmm. So, like, if they have, like... Um, put, I mean, not saying thing against Brandy Rhodes, but if they have Brandy Rhodes versus, uh, Big Swole and Big Swole's looking like, uh, they just want her to put over Brandy, but it's not working because she's no good. Yeah. Um, no, that's WWE booking is when the prettier girl looks better when she's weaker. That's WWE, and they're kind of falling for that trap. Yeah, right Brandy. Now. Also, I watched Dark. I, I didn't, and I they're kind of awesome. the only guy that made a to me a good showing. I'm not talking about the star. Was the, that Michael Stevens dude that moved his hips and stuff? No, the to me it was the guy <laughs> that fought. Um, uh, well, I can't remember his name right now. They fought Lucha Bro guy. They fought um, Phoenix. I thought he was oh. fast enough that he hung with Phoenix oh. well enough to give you know. Oh, uh, that guy. Yeah, that guy's good. Yeah, he gave that him Lee? That's Lee Johnson. Okay. And now they're using him as MJF's guy. Yeah, he's the MJF. Uh... He was pretty good. But the problem is yeah. most of those matches, the star is so much better that the matches should not go that long. It exposes things. Right, that's what, things. yeah. You know, I this morning, when I got up this morning, I watched old WCW um, World Championship Clash WCCW yeah. the 1985 stuff remember that it used to come out on Friday nights mm-hmm. like that was like their AEW dark yeah. but those matches they would look you know they gave the jobbers like maybe one comeback yep. and maybe they need to limit to one comeback yep. but then you still squash them yep. because I watched this morning I watched um the Steiner brothers against somebody and I watched like Ric Flair I saw George South when he looked, he had hair and everything. Oh. He oh didn't look, look nothing like <laughs> he, he does now. Oh. But 
you know, I was reliving that stuff and I'm like, you know, I really see that they're trying to do that. I think that's what AEW Dark is, is their, you know, that version where you had the job and squash stuff. But if you're going to do that, then it should be on the day before. Oh, it is on the day before. Yeah, but they need to be faster squashes. They need to get them in and out. Bam, bam. Yeah. Because it's exposing – because you're not even putting your greatest stars on there. So it exposes your mid-card guys that are still getting their job together. Like if you put Jungle Boy in a longer match with some of these jobbers, they get exposed too. Jungle Boy gets exposed. Sabian oh, gets exposed. Some of these guys – especially the women get exposed. <laughs> What about, did, well, you didn't watch this week, but uh, even Matt Jackson got exposed. He did one of these flips and he overshot everyone, landed on his feet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he hurt his knee. He hyperextended his I knee he because buckled. he didn't hit anyone on the way down. Wow. And you can't keep spot festing weekly with your star dudes that you think are your main dudes. Because otherwise it's going to haunt you. Somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah. And I'm getting tired of the spot fest. Start showing me some in-ring work. I, I understand people want to see flips and things like that, and that's cute. It, it For a while, it's really cute. But the, eventually, you're going to have to get down and bang in the ring. But I'm tired of seeing spot things, and maybe that's why I am a New Japan fan over the rest. Because all they do is they whoop the shit out of each other. <laughs> and when they do the flippy things on like things like NXT, there's a like I watched NXT, like I seen, but, NXT, but they makes sense. It makes sense. Like no, they're NXT, doing something, and they at least they don't it. have somebody running the cameras where they know if they mess up, they're they're still guarding the wrestlers. That doesn't happen in AEW. Yeah, plus NXT doesn't put you in those matches until you're ready. Like you would never seen a Dasha match. There's no way they would have no. let her out there. So they, no, they caught her. They probably put it on like a live show. Yeah, on a live show. Try, but try to test TV. it out. There's no way. You no. can't put your... Do- they're putting out people that are ready to be on the show. Now, there's problems. Like your dad said, Priest lost. And he's like, well, I appreciate you And I go, I think that's a sign that Priest is going to win the whole tournament at the pay-per-view. That typical 50-50 booking. Lose now, win later. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the, but I just felt the matches were... And then don't even... The women's matches are... A, I don't want to harp on it, but they're a million miles ahead. I watch Impact, and I walk away from the women's matches. Holy shit. I watch NXT. I walk away. Holy shit. And then, like we talked about before, you watch it, and you're kind of like, hmm. You have have to admit, in the the ring currently, the only good in-ring matches are the ones that are one-on-one. Yes. And they need to stop doing the tag stuff. I know that they want to boast and brag about how great their tag division is. But the average wrestling fan wants to see one-on-one wrestling. I agree with that 100%. They ruined WrestleMania that one year by putting Charlotte Flair in there with Becky and and, um, Rousey. Anytime you insert that, even like, that's why I don't like three three people fights. I I like one-on-one matches. I agree with you 100%. They need to allow, you need to get Omega and Paige broken up. They could be like... When I watched that Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa match, how I or their two matches, how I said they're expressive, they do you make me want to watch them. Paige and Omega have those skills too, but you're wasting them in a tag team. They need to be in singles matches. They need to be moving um, up. And one more thing before we move on, um, what I pointed out because you said something about the camera angles, I said that um, the reason why that these camera angles are like. We say that they're like terrible. They're just catching the botches because 
the wrestlers, these are independent star wrestlers. Like, you keep seeing them with the Young Bucks. It's because these guys spent years on the indies, and that's all they did. So they don't know where the camera is at the right time. I get that. But you know my only problem with that is it was an edited show. How many cameras are you running? Mm -hmm. You can't run another camera. You can't do a cutaway to the crowd at that moment. Did you see Wait, that one highlight recording where they at the show same time? Ray Phoenix punching his arm like this five times? So he's got the guy in the headlock and he's punching his arm like this five times. <laughs> like the, the like even that Dasha botch where she went to hit her and I was like she didn't even come close. I was like, oh, they should have fixed. So that. they don't have <laughs> any like camera shot of like the crowd or something to not show us that yeah, super bad botch. That. It was yeah. edited. It wasn't live. Now live, I'll say, well, they just need to get better at it. But last this week was wait. If the cameras show. aren't all uh, wait, all cameras aren't recording at the same time. You would think they are, but it wasn't. But it all it depends on their editing. Like you can tell, like when you watch NXT, there's some stuff that I'm like, oh, this is terrible because there's like. 30 different angles of the same move Mm -hmm. like it's a fucking Zack Snyder film (laughs) or it's like you're watching Steven Seagal break somebody's arm three different ways like every move he does they show it three different angles to think it looks cool that's what they do it's they over edit AEW doesn't edit enough they're trying to be indie but to see the difference is when the indie does it it's charming because I know they only own two cameras and I know they don't have equipment and these guys are not professional guys that but you could but you can do it right the way New Japan does yes. and they and they do it with that many cameras too so I mean but and, they refuse to do that. And the guys that are wrestling know that there's only two cameras. They got the one over there. Don't botch over next to that camera. And there's that one guy standing over by the ring post. Yeah, I don't know why so AEW go. goes with the overhead camera angle for any reason whatsoever. It's yeah. There's no sense of doing that. Yeah. They do that during the I liked NXT. Yeah. That was my second favorite show of the week. So. All right. Well, would you like to move yeah. on to the... All right, so we got the strawberry frosted sprinkled. Wow, wow you, went you really Vince McMahon that one. With your strawberry Diabetes. frosted sprinkle what? Diabetes. Donut. <laughs> okay, we'll read that again. Strawberry frosted sprinkle donut. Wow, you put strawberry on there to make yourself feel better, didn't you? Make put some fruits on there. Uh, Arn Anderson called the Rock and Roll Express the tag team of the century. Who's your favorite tag team? Of all time or of like guess, right yeah. now? Yeah, all time. All time, the Road Warriors. Legion of Doom. Mm-hmm. You go, because I got to think. It's the Steiner Brothers. Why'd you have to rush it? Now I got to think well, fast. We'll say, I'll um, say mine right now while you think. Um, Lucha okay. Bros. That's right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, For right now? Does Hardy Boys count for right I now? Would, yeah, they're, well, you know they're not tickly, but yeah, they're yeah. Or like Edge and Christian, I guess that's right now. Yeah, Edge and Christian haven't fought together in a long time. He said, but right, what if they right, did? He said right now, like <laughs> yeah, right okay. now, right now. There, I mean, the, 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 okay, AW. I don't know who. I'd... Well, you can go God. You can go the North. Oh, you can go the Good Brothers. The Briscoes. Briscoes. Yeah, that's a good pick. Mm. Yeah, Briscoes, because I had haven't seen them in so long, so I'm not <laughs> sick of them. Yeah, 
I haven't been exposed to them week in and week out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all right. You come up with something. Stalled a long time yeah. for you. <laughs> uh, well, because I can't really think of. Well, I could say of all time. Uh, Brett and Jim the Anvil Mayhart. That's a good pick. I could say those two. Wow. Or the Where Hardy Boys that, because yeah, the I Hardy want, Boys is who you always, always you always them. painted so your face say, yeah. like Jeff Hardy. Yeah. You had the bands like Jeff Hardy. You do this all the time when you were little and stuff. Yeah, and, dude, vintage Hardy Boys on the couch, freaking amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and then right now, my favorite tag team is the Undisputed Era. Just so who? The, the Fish and Fish O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Okay, not strong. No, yeah. this is, <laughs> who likes Roderick Strong? His mom. <laughs> Trent's mom likes Roderick Strong. <laughs> Maybe is that wait, what? Sue does. Sue. Sue might like Roderick. Who knows? Okay. I can't believe you didn't take LAX. We haven't seen much good stuff from them since in a while. That's because they've having them job out for everyone. Yeah. A tag team I like seeing go against each other. What about that? Like, if you see a tag team go against each other? I only like the week. Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. It's the only time I like the Bucks. No, 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 no. Like, if the two wrest- the two t- wrestlers on the same tag team go against each other in a singles match. Oh, I could still go with Lucha Bros. That's a good pick. Yeah, they do get some good matches. Um, the Hardy Boys again. Yeah, the Hardys would do yeah, a good they match. Yeah, they do have good matches. They have good matches. Okay. You got one? Well, well you like... Uh, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels? Is that what you're going to no. say? Hall versus you like, uh Are you asking me yeah. who I would want in the, a tag team to fight each other? Yeah, so the, yeah, the they're, tag team they're teammates, but the, oh, the Steiners. Would you want to see the Steiners fight each other? No, that would break my heart. <laughs> you're a Scott Steiner guy? Um, Is that your favorite, Scott Steiner? I don't know, like the beautiful Bobby Eaton versus Stan Hansen? <laughs> Sweet, sweet Stan Lane. Okay. <laughs> the Midnight Express. He doesn't even know oh, who the hell okay. you're talking about at this point. You don't know who the Midnight Express is? No, those are Dude, the, I'm telling you, you got to watch jobbers. this wrestling, this old stuff, that they're 1985. Jobbers. I watched it. The Minnesota Wrecking Crew was like Arn Anderson and Ole Anderson. I watched Before they were the horsemen. I like Ole. Yeah. Uh, Tolly Blanchard versus Magnum TA was really good. That was on that episode. I watched it, so... Yeah, no, he just cut totally cut a promo. Gotta learn that psychology, totally. son. No, no watch that oh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but um, out like the young bucks. All right, all right. We got the Boston cream donut for last. The as last usual. donut. The last donut because we ate the rest. And let's create a faction using one wrestler from AW, NXT, New Japan, Impact, and one other promotion of choosing. Okay. And then also name your group. Oh, I don't mind. So that's five, five wrestlers. All right. So who goes first? I only named it. I stole a name from like some the because I listened to the podcast this week. So. Oh, so did you steal this gimmick from someone else? Are we gonna get busted for gimmick infringement? No, I stole the name because oh, okay. I was listening to the AEW podcast, okay. and they they said what the um the the toy line was called. So you know, I stole the name. Okay. Okay. So like, go first then. All right. Well, I got my. So again, I'm going to start uh, with my leader uh, around the faction from NXT. We got Kyle O'Reilly, so don't steal my manses right there. Okay. 
And from AW, you just refer to Kyle O'Reilly as your manses. My manses, my manses, Kyle O'Reilly. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to share with us? We support you. Red, no, red no. beard, black hair, Kyle O'Reilly. Okay. In AW, we got the the strong part of the uh, team. He's a former world champion at Ooh. like some indie place. I've seen it. Uh, we got Wardlow. Warlow? He's really good. Oh Watch some of his indie matches. Okay. Well, this is uh, this looks like a Vince McMahon. New action. Japan. We got um, uh, who did I say from New Japan? Uh, I don't know. Wait, New Japan. I chose Kenta. Yeah, okay. we got Kenta, and uh, Kyle, my other promotion. Those two. Well, go ahead. My uh, other promotion of choosing was um, uh, no, you need to do an W or something. It's uh, L.A. Park's oldest son, uh, Iho del L.A. Park or something. Okay. That's the smaller one, okay. the older one. So, and uh, Impact, I've got Jordan Grace. So, yeah. That's yeah. my faction. That's terrible. And, and it's uh, called, like, Unrivaled or something. It's called the Job Squad because <laughs> no, they're jobbing. No, they're, that's sweet. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly is the man. Job Squad. <laughs> That's terrible. No, it's not. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't know. Who goes first after that? (laughs) Do do you already have your affection? I got a basic idea. I don't have a name, but I know who I want. Okay, so my leader is Chris Jericho from AEW because I got to have Chris on the mic. He's got to lead this crazy band of people I picked. So NXT is where my powers come. Um, I'm going to pick Cross. And I kind of get Scarlet. You said I can like kind of have like the tag team. I can get that extra person. So Scarlet comes in with him as the valet. So she'll be kind of okay. there for looks. She'll be like, you know, I'm getting some trouble. So we got Scarlet and Cross. Then for Impact, um, I want Chris Bay. He's my cruiserweight. Chris He's my Bay. small guy. He's my high flyer to make up. He's like, you know, the Sammy Guevara is in, you know, inner circle. Someone's got to jump. And then, um, oh, New Japan. Going with Naito because this team is going to be real tranquilo. It's going to be a lot of bubbly drinking and a lot of partying. So I think Naito okay. and and Jericho will get along really well. And then finally, I'm going to go with some more muscle to team up with Cross from MLW. I'm going to pick up Hammerstone. Pick up Hammerstone. <sighs> and I'll name the faction the guys to get hammered. <laughs> the Hammerstone. The Hammerstone. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Well, what do you got over there? My team is going to be called the Beat Bitches Up Squad. (laughs) Okay. Are you going to have a bunch of women on it? I'm going to be called uh, Straight Strong Style Team. I've seen this list. It's kind of scary. I'm going to go with uh, John Moxley as the leader because he led the Shield. Everyone knows he led the Shield, uh, even... The Monday Night Messiah knows that he was the leader. Oh, um, yeah. He's best death And you can believe that. See what I did there? That's my Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Keep Joe. going. <laughs> From NXT, I'll take uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, my goodness. So we have Moxley and Ciampa. All right. I'll go with the impact. I'm going to give you Virtuosa. Virtuosa. Uh, she's, she's strong style. She can do all that stuff. All that good stuff. Then I'll go New Japan and I'll take Shingo as mm. um, because he he doesn't back down from anyone and he goes hard all day long. All day long. 
24-7. And then my <laughs> final person I'm going to take is a guy that deserves to be on a major show real soon. Um, I think if it wasn't for COVID, he would be. Is uh, I'm going to take Chris Dickinson from GCW wow. because I've been following him for quite a while, and he wants to go to Japan. I think he'll fit in in Japan. And be tearing up, huh? <laughs> Crying? No, what? getting a little emotional over here. What are you talking about? Been following him for a long time. He's going to Japan. <laughs> he deserves a spot on a major promotion. <laughs> Somebody get him a contract. <gasps> okay, keep going. <laughs> What are you gonna name him? Oh, you already named him. Who's that? Who's that last person? That was it. That was it. That was the last person. But All right. I like your thing. Pretty good. <laughs> I didn't go with. I didn't pick good. any ladies unless I got Scarlet kind of snuck in there. So that's messed up. You're supposed to be the women's wrestling yeah, we thought, fan. That's why we just, gave you the uh, other promotion. I'm going with a bunch of dudes. Beat the shit out of everybody. Oh. Sausage fest. Sausage. No, I got Scarlet. So, but yeah, Cross yeah, is my enforcer. Sausage fest. Jericho, do, Jericho doesn't wrestle very much. <laughs> <laughs> he said the, the hammer. hammer squad. <laughs> I mean, getting hammered, getting drunk bunch of pervs uh, <laughs> who's getting hammered there's only one girl on your team <laughs> that's messed relax up. oh boy but they're weird. in a relationship together yeah. so but yeah jericho doesn't do a lot of wrestling on my team he just kind of takes care of the mic because i got a bunch he of didn't do much this week either. <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh i mean i got oh, hammerstone boy. and cross they're not necessarily mic guys so have you you didn't see the the match with him and um, I didn't watch Orange. Dynamite. It was like he got folded up. Well, barely. Yeah, he did a he did this move. Orange Cassidy called the Mouse Trap, and Jericho has not been doing his DDP yoga Ooh. and can't do things right. So it looked like a total botch because Jericho. And that was the end of the match. Too. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's a terrible ending. Wow. <laughs> Did you see the three-way match on NXT? Because it looked like there was a botch, but I couldn't tell for sure. It looked like uh, Kashima dropped Grimes. Kushida dropped Grimes improper on his shoulder. Unless he sold that really well, and that was the way it was meant to go. Um, if you haven't seen it, go back and look. It's very early at the beginning of the match, and see if it's a botch, and if, see if you hurt him. Did he favor it huh? the rest of the match? He... he Fought the rest of the match, but he didn't sell like he was hurt there. So that made me think it was real. But when he fell, he sure uh, as hell sold like it hurt. <laughs> That's why I don't like, think it was a like sell. It, like it could have been a, like he could have had separated yeah. things. Because it seems like the move didn't quite finish. I may be wrong and it was meant to go that fast. But it seemed like he didn't get him all the way up or something, and he kind of fell off. See, that's the, the that's the thing though, because you have Kushida who's used to wrestling strong, where you just they just strike and do all these things, and they don't care because it's part of the culture of uh, New Japan mm -hmm. wrestling. And then you put a dude that was a former TNA dude, and um, you know he was part of the X division, and then you put him. That's your matchup. Like together, you take one of the dudes that had and dream one of the longest winning streaks in professional wrestling, and you've done nothing but jab him out. Yeah. 
since he started. It was a junior guy. Huh? It was a junior. It doesn't matter. He still yeah, Grimes was like, won that match. Yeah. And then Velveteen Dream attacked him and stuff and went all crazy. And now he got some, like, Dennis Rodman beard coloring stuff going on or something. Like, he's, I, I don't know. Yeah, that, um, I, that match had good I, moments, I was, but it was not the best. But. Yeah, I, but I, it's, that, it's, that, it's that three-way thing. That I'm not a fan of because then you're protecting certain dudes, but Kushida gets pinned. Yeah. I didn't like that. Yeah. So you kept your Velveteen Dream save space. Mm-hmm. Kushida looks bad. And the dude that just lost to Keith Lee the week before is getting the win. And going into your Makes tournament. no sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. No, unless he's there to get whooped up on in the tournament. That's probably well, now. I want to talk about Io's promo real fast. It was in Japanese, and it was more compelling than any promo I've seen in AEW. So that that was a really good promo that she did, where she was talking in Japanese. I don't know. I don't mind reading subtitles. Do I you watch know what movies. she said? Oh wait, it's it said it subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good. And then Dakota Kai had well, one before it. It was it was. It, oh yeah, yeah. That's but what did she, I don't remember what she talked about. They just talked about each other and how they were going to kick each other's ass. It was just a really well, with the music and the lighting, it just set up a good match. I, I don't understand why we don't get those in um, mm-hmm. AEW. They don't know how to do those promos I, to set up a match to get me to care. I thought I thought the, the Keith Lee thing was kind of cool with um, Killer Cross where... Mm-hmm. Uh, she took the she signed the contract and then she looked at him all crazy and stuff and then that Harry Potter thing happened yeah. to his face yeah and they were they were selling it yeah I thought that but then like is Mia Yim really like in a relationship yeah. with him they're married I think they are yeah. oh oh okay okay well, I was wondering why they kept like why she's always with him and stuff and I was like wait are they a thing yeah they're legit hmm. A lot of couples in wrestling now. It's a whole different world than it used to be. Kayfabe is dead. Like in the 80s or 90s. It would have happened, but you would have never heard about it. Kayfabe's dead. Yeah. Like, I don't know who (laughs) Allie posted a picture today. Me and my whatever she called them. They're like best friends. It's Allie, um, A.W., Rosemary, Impact, um, Allison K., N.W.A., and Chelsea Green, NXT. NXT. And they're all like, picture of them when they were all faction together and like i miss and the rest of them coming oh we miss you too that shit is, it's just like who cares on the internet there's no k-fabe anymore <laughs> yeah only yep. in japan yeah. only in japan all right well you know so last week i tried to introduce this new topic but it got shut down because well i had know. to go i had to shit to <laughs> yeah 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 but this week we did order the coffee on the side. No, it's a side of coffee. Jeff. No, it's coffee on the side. No, it better be a big ass coffee. That's all I got. Not really. Oh, Last week it was a pretty big coffee, but this week. Next week it's has okay. a lot of ones. The week. Oh, and um, there was no AW this week in the coffee. So yeah, because that's next Saturday. Oh yeah! Before he says that. You know that they mentioned that the winner of this Monday night thing happens. The championship match happens on Saturday. next Saturday. Yes, I did the know 22nd. that. The 22nd. 
Which will, I thought it was going to happen at the pay per view. So did I. They don't even get pay per view love. I'm telling you, they're they're really proving all those complainers on the internet right. I thought those people were just being whiny, and I said if you really love women's wrestling, just change the channel to NXT and they'll be happy. But I kind of am starting to see their complaints. I mean, they don't even get a spot on the pay per view for this. They should have done uh, this week's matches on Saturday, and then do the other ones on. I mean, do the last match on all out. Yep, I agree, but that's what they do. All right. Well, the coffee on the side this week. It's not side of coffee. Okay, I wrote it. Okay. <laughs> but um, okay, we've got cool. on Friday, which is today. But you know, we got H two O's back in the saddle, which you could watch on IWTV. And uh, you, you'll see some people like uh, Homicide and Matt Tremont from ICW. and uh, That's all hardcore dudes. Yeah, but there's a bunch of guys I don't know. Give me some know. guys so I don't know. New faces. Give me some guys Is there any women's matches? And I mean a women, a woman versus a woman. I'm not anti-indigender, no. gen, but I'd like there to see are, some women no, fighting. Well, too. so far, there are no women on this card. Uh, <laughs> well, at least it's not an intergender okay. match. No, I don't hate and intergender then we got, matches. I just uh, New Japan Strong also tonight. Nice with um. Let me check real quick. Wait, where is it? Um, oh, it's right here, right in front of my face. Uh, we got Clark Connors versus and uh, Jordan Clearwater versus Logan Regal and Barrett Brown. Bad news, Barrett. Bad news, Brown. Yeah, whatever. He uh, is that That's really not Wade Barrett? Yeah, it's so. Wade Barrett and uh, Bad News Brown no. together. Okay, chill out. <laughs> that's um, not him. I'm afraid we got some bad news. No, that's not him. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? That's... But um, is that really William Regal's son? Did I don't you do know. your research? No. You didn't do your research? Well, no, this is your topic. It's not me. You're in charge of the coffee. This. Yeah, your coffee's stale, dude. You can't get stale coffee. Oh, yeah, you, you can. can. <laughs> As a coffee yeah, drinker. This is, right take. now, your coffee is the coffee that you microwave and it's still trash. You microwave coffee. Yeah, yeah because it's not hot enough. This stuff is like you put the cream in and it just curls at the top. Yeah, or you, you have a job where the person who makes the coffee doesn't make the coffee very well or, or they buy cheap-ass coffee. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we got some other matches I'm looking forward to in New Japan Strong. We got... TJP, ACH, and Alex Zane versus PJ Black, Mysterioso, and Blake Christian. Okay, it sounds like a spot fest on the indies, but it's New Japan, so... I think it's going to be excellent. And this is was my argument last week, how I said I don't necessarily like them in GCW as much because it's two guys I haven't heard of that just spot. They're going to be in the ring with some guys that really know how to work a match. And I think they're going to shine because they have the physical skills. Zane and those guys, they have the physical skills. Now they get in there with someone that like PJ Black and those guys that have been around for a while. PJ Black and TJP Mm -hmm. wrestle like the same style, but they're like... uh, They know when to pump the brakes. Yeah. Let's pump the brakes right here. Let's work this. Let's let's, let's do a little. And so I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We got some more. You cup forgot matches. about ACH. No, no he's I said probably ACH. The, he's he's probably the best wrestler in that whole match. Yeah, but he doesn't do all spots. No, he's the like he's like pure. Yeah. He can do it all. Um, we also have some more cut matches with uh, Cobb versus Kenta, which uh, sounds pretty good, um, and Finley versus Tama Tunga, which also sounds pretty good. Uh, 
You want to make your uh, pick off for that? Pick uh-huh. You want to? Who do you think's going through? Kenta and Finley. You think Kenta and Finley? Yeah, I don't think you put. There's no way you put a Tomatonga versus Kenta. It just you can't oh, yeah, sell that story. Bullet Club. Bullet so Club. if you're going so, with Kenta, yeah. Finley. Kenta Finley. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. Um, Although Jeff Cobb has been teasing a lot about um, John Oxley mm-hmm. on Twitter, so if Cobb wins, then Tomatonga. Yes, that'd be a great match. Advances. Tomatonga versus two big Jeff Samoan Cobb. dudes. And then, like I said, like it happened with his brother, you need the God guy in there to kind of bring out some life into the match, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, Saturday, which is tomorrow, we've got H2O's final opportunity. And, uh, you know, um, actually, the only on person. Streaming service, indie wrestling. Yeah, IWTV. Um, the only name I really recognize on here is uh, Jimmy Lloyd, that uh, deathmatch guy <laughs> that was on GCW, ICW. So, new names. So. Andrew just said hard pass. <laughs> All right. I think well, there's something coming then, up that I'll have to look it up. There was another one I'll tell you after the show that I was kind of yeah. It's the um, it's the one with JTG and stuff. It's a pay per view. Yeah. Okay. That's the, in Florida. It's, it's uh, you said it's in Florida. What is it called? Something. It's something about. I think it has to do with like something Black Lives Matter or something. Okay. I think when is the Rev Pro uh, say one? their names or something? That's got to be soon too. Oh, well, though I haven't seen those for this week. The retro one looks good. But anyway, I am kind of feeling right now, cut. if something doesn't switch on AEW and they don't give me a reason to give a shit about the pay-per-view, I'm going to take that $50 and I'm going to spread it out among three indie pay-per-views instead. Okay. They need to they need to step up their game and have me give a shit about what's going I don't even know who's fighting the women's champion. The FTR Young Buck thing looks like they blew it. They didn't get it right. Nobody cares. And this week, I think they did a good job. And who is Cody going to fight? You know, I don't. There's well, if you would have watched AEW, they had the good. That was a good segment with the FTR, the Young Bucks. And was it Fred? I've heard people say it wasn't, but it didn't make sense. I didn't like it. You didn't like the it? the whole why no. is FTR and the Young Bucks friends and then not friends and yeah. I did. Here's what I didn't like. You brought Arn and Tully and. And then you brought in the Rock and Roll Express, and no thing ever in WWE. If you had like Edge and Christian or the Hardys versus the Dudley Boys, would you ever bring in someone like Arn and Tully or Rock and Roll Express to talk about how who was the best of when, where, what, whatever? You didn't need that, and they didn't need to do that. This was just ridiculous, like, oh, look at all these legends we have. Let's all touch each other. I didn't want to see that. I mean, I'm tired of hearing who's great, but Tully kind of summarized it in his... Yeah, I feel like that in, was in, good his, in his, Tully grabbed the mic and said, I don't care who you are right here, something to the matter of fact. But no one has any gold. And he said, when people... Tom Brady is one of the greatest because he has this many championships. And he said, looking in this ring, he basically looked at both of them and said, they don't have nothing. Good. Yeah. And, and that's then, where he called them out. And, and I was like. He went off on Arnie. And yeah, they with went the, at it. With the, because he had the Nightmare Family thing. Mm-hmm. And then Sean Spears came out. And Hangman didn't look Tell like it. he was happy with the um, 
FTR because they totally spiked. Cut, cut the promo, but Tully kind of did it like in a way that J.J. Dillon would have done it with the Four Horsemen. Like, kind of like any dad in the 80s or the 90s would be like, yeah, prove it to me. Instead of, you know, nowadays everyone coddles everyone and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you have to show me what, what you do. And I think it's leading to the... You know, we all know that FTR and Sean Spears is going to be together. Yeah, because Hangman didn't look that was because they spiked the Rock and Roll Express with the yeah, pile driver. Pile driver Ricky Morton. So, so they, <laughs> so he didn't look happy with them. So they swerved us again. Dude and is Sean like Spears 62, 63 years old taking a pile driver from FTR. <laughs> Just seems like a long way to get to that point, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it, to me, it was just. The same old BS, like you're you're telling me that these two are the greatest, but I'm saying the same thing as like Tully Blanchard says, but I'm from that generation. You don't have any belts, so who who are you? Prove yeah. it. You have to do it night in, night out, and you don't do it in six ways, and, three ways, and I eight, also eight on eight that stuff that doesn't sound. I right. also looked up, but I don't know if it's true that uh, Arn Anderson owns the name Four Horsemen, not Vince McMahon. Really? So, yeah, interesting. I looked that up. So is it? He said that he. Said I don't know if it's he, true, but people Arne are claiming that Arn Anderson copyrighted it because Arn Anderson was the first one to introduce the name. Hmm. Yeah, I sure hope so. But I thought I've been hearing from other people, other podcasts. They can't call him that, but I guess we won't know till we know. Yeah. All right. Well, I also have some. Well, no, these are just the normal ones. At the Monday Women's Cup, Tuesday Impact in AW Dark. If they do it on Tuesday. Yeah, I think it's. And then Wednesday, we just got NXT, so that's well, ratings and for NXT. Also Wednesday on YouTube, they're replaying part one of All In of AEW. Oh, okay. All in, no, last year's All Out. All, all, all In, it's the same no, thing. No, it's not. They don't do All In. All In was the Ring of Honor thing that they did once. Okay. All Out. Yeah, NXT should kill. It'll be interesting the kind of numbers NXT does by itself because it's been doing well, and now it's not going to have real competition against it. Dude, Impact is is impressing me. Impact is impressing me. I only got to watch the highlights this week because I was out of town, but I pretty much enjoyed everything I watched. Well, all of us had to watch the highlights because the Twitch feed didn't work. Oh, okay. It did? (laughs) It went out. Well, I'm kind of glad I missed that. I would have been in a bad mood, but... Yeah, Wrestle House so, was funny. Um, yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked the Good Brothers coming out there like Hall and Nash, just talking shit, starting fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still can't get over Ace Austin's voice when he's <laughs> like talking trash yeah. because he sounds like kind of he has that Tamatonga voice. Yeah, <laughs> I can get that. Where he's like, "Hey guys," uh, <laughs> like that snively kid that everyone doesn't. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, like computer club. <laughs> I'm sold on Kimberly. I didn't, I wasn't a big, big of a lever. You've been telling me about her for a while. I was like, yeah, she's all right. No, nah, that match with Jordan Grace, she was bomb. She was really good. She used to beat up dudes in Shakara all the time. Yeah, well, she was their heavyweight champ for the longest time. Yeah, she was bomb. I was really impressed. I liked the tag team match um, between the girls also. That was good stuff. Wait, was there a, who was it? Tasha Steele? Tasha Steele and um, uh, Karen Hogan. Hogan versus the Havoc and what's her name again? 
Nevaeh. Yeah. But it is another good match. That's, that's like the storyline that continues. That's the good thing about them too is like if anything they're closer like to AEW with the storylines. But if you're looking for like matchups and things like that then NXT is like they have been giving better matchups to just 50-50 booking. Well, cuz NXT has such a great roster. So they're able when they do it right, they're able to really do it right. So. Yeah, I thought I mean in the begin when I watched that show, I thought the beginning I was like, okay, this is pretty good. But then when they put out like that, you know, the Adam Cole stuff was cool when they came in and beat down because I was like, oh, Killian Dane and stuff. I was like, great, he's on TV. And then I was like, oh, he's jabbing out to the the Undisputed Era. But then I was like, then the Pat McAfee stuff happened. I was like, ah. What are you thinking of the Santos Escobar versus... um? Sort of Scott. What do you think? I think that's going to be a good thing once it starts really churning. Well, Swerve Scott is one of the. He's. They have to use him, and he's really good wrestler. I mean, I think those two will have a really good match. I'm pretty sure they probably wrestled each other in the Andes when he was uh, El Helio Fantasmo. So, um, yeah, see, good that promise. should be pretty good. I think they used Brazongo in the right way to just kind of set that all up. So, all right, Finn Balor coming yeah, out I putting his like, guns on stupid dream. I like that. Makes me happy. That that what was it? The what's what? his name? The dude he just mentioned, oh. Finn Balor. No, dream. Uh, yeah, Brazongo. I was like, oh, here we go Tyler again. <laughs> well, I like him as a singles wrestler. Yeah, but he's just jabbing out too, though. Yeah, that's what they're there for. I hate to say, but that I mean, they have some bright spots. I I like how they make like um, Keith Lee has been looking a little tougher lately. But when he was selling the Cameron Grimes, I was like, this is terrible. But um, it, it, he's just a transition champ for Killer Cross because he's gonna have that belt for a while. But it, is it for both belts? Doesn't no, he, he gave belts? up the other belt. That's why we're having that tournament. That's what that tournament is. Oh, that's right. Who, who's in that Let's again? Let's see. Who's it's won? It's a ladder match, right? It's Damian a Priest has with... won already. He's in it. Who? Who is? Damian Priest is in it. So is the Aussie oh. guy that beat him this week is in it. That's why I say that's that 50-50 booking because and Cameron Grimes. they're both in that tournament. And so he oh, beat Cross dude. to look good on regular NXT, but Cross is going to beat him to win this. And Ca- Cameron North. Grimes is in it. I bet you Grimes goes match. out quick. He's not going to be in it. I'm curious who the there's because next week Gargano is wrestling and somebody else. There's so there's some Finn Balor and Gargano and all. Of, so somebody good is going to also be in there. Well, but there's just if, three people. If, no, Grimes. it's like five dudes, like five, right? It's, it's supposed be to be five. When it finally goes off. It's off. like a fatal five. And that pay-per-view is the same day as... It doesn't cost the, me anything. A, the AEW show. And it doesn't cost me anything because I have the network. So that's what I mean. If So if it's looking like that AEW pay-per-view is not looking very good, well, AEW's I may NXT be and I might save my money for the Thunder Rosa pay-per-view. And there's a couple other pay-per-views coming up. Yeah, th- uh, that weekend is a crazy weekend because I told Joe I was like, we might not the be. The coffee's going to be really good. AEW <laughs> has we have there's two GCW pay per views, mm-hmm. there's NXT pay per view the same day as AEW. Their numbers are not going to be good that no. day. 
And I'm telling because you. there's pay-per-views because all those indie fans are going to be like, oh, I'm just DVRing uh, AEW anyways. I'm going to watch this live. Yeah. And it's 50 bones. You know, if you can get a pay-per-view on Saturday and on Sunday, like you said, two GCW ones, so you can cover two well, days of fun and still have change, or you can spend 50 bucks on well, AEW. One, one GCW pay-per-view is free because it's on that Indie Wrestling Network. Oh, but you got to have your subscription. It's still money. Right. And then the other one's like 12 or $13, whatever the normal price is for them. So. But yeah, so you're paying like that. Then you have like NXT, which we'll watch. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to check out SummerSlam too. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Curiosity. Why? Because I want things, I want to be, you know, I don't want to be too critical of AEW and then watch and not, not watch the WWE product. Because then when I watch it, I'm like, okay, and these aspects, they're better. Like, AEW's doing this, which is better. But if they did this, like, WWE, they could be better. Like, there, you have to see the good in everything. So that's what I'm I'm going to warn you, though. I, I do that, what you're saying. I just watch the pay-per-views, and I specifically hone in on a few matches that I'm there for. But it could get you in a bad mood. Because it is still WWE, and in that, even on the pay per view, it's going to remind oh, you yeah. why you stopped watching. You're going to be like, well, yeah, "What the hell kind of dumbass finish was that?" Yeah, we started watching. <laughs> that's what happened on Raw. I'm like, "Oh, that's the second roll up of the night." Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to understand why they did things. You're going to be like, "That was." Yeah. You're just going to, yeah. You're going to walk up. Okay, now I remember why I don't watch this shit. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I think we should probably end it because I think we went pretty long. All right. You put me to work. I get back from a vacation and I have an edit from hell. All right. Well, say goodbye. Do you have anything fancy? Didn't you have anything from your producer this week? No. Producer hasn't been doing much this week. What? He's actually been uh, slacking a little. Don't you have something witty to say? Like what? Yeah, and say it fast. Fast and witty. Um, goodbye. Bye. What? <laughs> Bye. See you later, guys. Now, old man, sir, gonna do two things. No, three things. I'm gonna hit the pie window. I'm gonna get my lock bears on that light here. And then, I'm gonna get me some gold. It's about time. Old man, sir, get some gold.